0: On the show today, an analysis of compromised passwords shows that we're still bad at creating them. Delaware reveals a breach of COVID-19 testing data. The European Union proposes restrictions on targeted advertising. Our scam of the day is a money giveaway from a supposedly famous basketball player. And today's tip gives you five ways to spot hidden cameras in your hotel room or Airbnb rental. All of that and more is coming up on the November 23rd, 2020 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. I have three stories on the Newsbeat today. We begin with a report from the security company NordPass, which reveals that people around the world are still incredibly bad at choosing good passwords. After analyzing over 275 million passwords recovered from this year's data breaches, the report reveals that the most common passwords still haven't changed much since 2015. The report shows that the most common passwords include 123456, 123456789, password, and picture1, most of which have been among the top passwords for years. In fact, 123456 was used over 23 million times by 2.5 million unique email addresses. So despite all the warnings and data breaches that we've seen, it seems that we're still not very good at choosing secure passwords. In Delaware, officials have reported a possible data breach involving 10,000 residents who were tested for COVID-19. The state's Department of Public Health reported that a contractor intended to send data to call center employees who helped those who were tested obtain their results, but instead those results were sent to an unauthorized individual. The state was alerted by the unintended recipient, who stated that the emails had been deleted. The agency says that those who were tested between July 16th and August 15th could be included in the breach. And as the European Union looks to strengthen privacy even further, a series of proposals have taken aim at targeted advertising, some of which look to eventually ban the practice entirely. Last month, the EU Parliament called for legislation on additional regulations involving targeted advertising in favor of less intrusive forms of advertising. Proposals that have been brought forward range from very minor changes to a complete phase-out that would essentially ban the practice for those in the EU. Obviously, advertising would still be permitted under all the proposals, but it would have to be targeted based on the site's content rather than a user's past activity. While I'm generally a very strong proponent for privacy, I do understand that a total phase-out would cause significant disruption in what has become the primary funding model for the Internet. It's certainly not something that couldn't eventually be overcome, but it's not something that we can just quickly flip a switch and shut off. So while ending targeted advertising may be a worthy goal for the future, I think improving privacy policies so that they're clear and understandable is a much better short-term goal. And now we move on to the scam of the day. Today's scam was shared in a Facebook group where I'm a member. It pretended to be LeBron James giving away money. However, the first name was spelled L-I-B-R-O-N. Now forgive me for my skepticism, But I'm pretty sure that one of the best players in basketball right now is going to have his name spelled correctly on his public Facebook page. The message read, I will give $5,000 cash for the first 900 people who correctly guess the number in the picture. It was followed by a split screen with an image of the real LeBron James on one side and a picture of some numbers hidden in a graphic on the other side. Facebook then encouraged me to follow this fake LeBron James page and told me that there were 31 followers. Once again, I think the real athlete is going to have more than 31 people following his page. I was considering commenting on the page, but before I could, the video and the page got shut down by Facebook. So I don't really know what the real goal was with this scam. Maybe they were going to send a phishing form to those who got it correct Or maybe the idea was just to get followers on the page so they could do something else later. Either way, Facebook got to the page pretty quickly and shut it down. If you encounter a scam you think we'd like to talk about on the show, you can send it to us at scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. And now it's time for our Cybersecurity Pop Quiz. Each episode, I'll ask you a question in the field of online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is once again a multiple answer question. And the question is, which of the following items are likely to happen if you use a password manager? A. The password manager will make it easier to sign in by autofilling your passwords. B, the password manager won't be fooled by fake phishing sites. C, the password manager won't update your password when you change it. D, the password manager will remind you of sites where you have an account, so you can delete it if you no longer need it. Or E, the password manager will get hacked and expose all of your passwords. The correct answer will be revealed in next week's episode. But if you want to know it right away, you can go to cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to find out if you're right. Plus, if you submit your guess on the website, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you can be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude Season 2 in February. But your guess to this question must be submitted before the next episode is released at 8 a.m. on Monday, November 30th. For official rules, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com/quizrules. Last week's question was, which of these steps should you take before you sell, donate or dispose of an old device? A, move everything to the trash can or recycle bin and empty it. B, back up your data before doing anything else. C, for a phone or tablet, Encrypt the device before you perform a factory reset. Or D. Remove any memory cards you've added to the device. Now initially, I intended for all of these to be correct except for A. But after I released the episode last week, I realized that you should also do A, but you need to go further. Emptying the trash or recycle bin does not delete your data. It only deletes references to that data from the computer. If you can find the exact spot where that file was stored, you can still find the file there. So if you're disposing of a device, I recommend you either remove the hard drive and destroy it, or that you download a program that will overwrite the information in all the open areas of your drive. That's the best way to make sure your information remains secure. It used to be easy to spot cameras. They were bulky and heavy because they needed so much equipment inside. However, like so many other devices, they've gotten smaller and smaller over time. Now you can hide a camera in almost anything, even a pin. And when you rent a place to stay, whether it's through a traditional hotel or a rental site like Airbnb, hidden cameras can be a concern. We'll discuss how you can easily check a room for hidden cameras when we come back from this short break. If you have a cybersecurity question you'd like to know the answer to, you don't have to wait for an episode about it. We want to hear from you, whether it's a question you have or a comment you want to leave us about the show. You can reach us by email at info at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com or you can leave a voicemail at 859-968-9399, option 2. We'd love to hear your feedback or your questions, and we will definitely consider them when we discuss future topics or changes to the show. Plus, if we select a topic based on your message, we'll be sure to recognize you in that episode. Once again, that's info at CybersecurityMadePersonal.com or 859-968-9399, option 2. Have you ever felt like you're being watched? Nowadays, it's easy to feel like everything you do online is being tracked and used to monitor you. But when you stay in a hotel or you rent someplace through a site like Airbnb, recording devices now are a legitimate concern. Last year, students from a high school in Madison, Wisconsin, found hidden recording devices in some of their rooms. The cameras were hidden in fake smoke detectors and air fresheners, That were added to the group's room prior to their arrival. While it was eventually determined that a teacher associated with the group was the one responsible, it became a very well-known example because it involved minors and it occurred in the United States. A few months earlier, hidden cameras in a South Korean hotel recorded over 1,600 people over a span of several months. Almost 4,000 people had registered on the site that live-streamed these hotel cameras, and over 100 people were paying $45 a month for extra features on the site. And in 2018, a couple on a Carnival cruise found a camera pointed directly at their bed. Carnival says the camera was not plugged in and could not have been recording, but the couple was understandably upset nonetheless. You might be tempted to let all of these incidents make you paranoid, but it's important to remember that these are all extremely isolated incidents. There's very few incidents involving hidden cameras, especially when you consider that there are 150 million rentals each year in the U.S. alone. You shouldn't tear apart every item in the room looking for hidden electronics before you can feel safe in your rental. But this also isn't a threat that you can completely ignore, especially if you rent through alternative sources such as Airbnb. While hidden cameras are possible in a hotel, too, it's going to be a larger problem if you're renting a place from individuals rather than a large corporation. So here are some ways that you can check for hidden cameras when you arrive at a rental. First, if you're renting on Airbnb or a similar site, check the listing for mentions of cameras. People can use cameras in certain parts of Airbnb rentals, but they must be specifically identified on the listing so that you can see them before you book. Obviously, cameras in certain areas, such as the bedroom or bathroom, are prohibited. The listing must also indicate whether active monitoring takes place. However, if you didn't take the time to carefully review the listing, you might be surprised if you find a security camera in the place you rented, even when it is disclosed. Second, once you've arrived at your rental, do a quick scan of the area for cameras. Know what most of the common surveillance cameras look like and check for those inside. Then look for any items that seem out of place. For example, if you're in the bathroom, and a hotel has dispensers for soap and shampoo, but there's also a shampoo bottle sitting on a ledge in the shower, you might want to examine that shampoo bottle a little bit more carefully. You may also want to check out the electronics for signs of cameras. Since every camera is going to need power, and some will also need a data connection, electronic devices make good places to hide cameras. Nothing will seem suspicious about a lamp plugged into the wall, but that lamp could also be powering a camera hidden in the base. And finally, stay aware of the most common items that include hidden cameras. If you're curious, do a quick search on Amazon and take a look at the top results and featured items. Searching right now, the items that show up at the top of the list are wall charging adapters, alarm clocks, and smoke detectors. That doesn't mean these are the only places that you'll find hidden cameras, but they're the most common ones being sold right now. Third, check the mirrors. If you put your finger up to a mirror, there should be a visible gap between your actual finger and the image on the mirror. If there isn't a gap present, then it's not actually a mirror, and it could be one-way glass with a camera hidden behind it so check on the mirrors to make sure that they are actually true mirrors. For most people, these steps will be enough to make you feel comfortable. As I mentioned earlier, you don't want to be completely paranoid when you move into a rental. However, if you are concerned and want to go further, here's a few extra steps that you can take. Fourth, check for night vision cameras. Try to eliminate as much of the light in the room as possible Use curtains to block out the light from the outside and then shut off all the lights in the room. Once your eyes have adjusted to the darkness, look around the room and see if you see any soft green or red lights coming from an area. These lights are necessary for night vision cameras to be able to work effectively. Fifth, if you still have the lights off from searching for night vision cameras, turn on a flashlight and slowly move it around the room. Look for any kind of reflection. In most cases, the lens of the camera is going to give off a reflection that is much stronger than the surrounding surfaces. If you see any sudden reflection, especially if it's coming from a very small area, examine that more carefully once you've turned the lights on. If you're renting from an individual place, such as an Airbnb or a cabin, you can also try searching the network for extra devices. Next week, we will cover more details on how to easily do this, so we won't cover it in depth today. However, there's a number of different utilities you can download and use for free that will search for devices on your network. Fire up a computer, open the program, and it will give you a list of all the devices on the network. If you see something that looks suspicious, it might be a good idea to ask about it. And finally, if you're very concerned about hidden cameras, you can purchase devices that will help detect them. These devices will come at a fairly substantial cost, and they will only detect common signals of cameras, such as devices that use a specific frequency to transmit. But they can help you identify if there's a hidden camera nearby. So while hidden cameras aren't so much of a problem that you need to be completely paranoid about them, they are something to be concerned about, especially if you're in a rental owned by an individual. However, by knowing what to look for, you can help make sure there aren't cameras that you don't know about hidden in your rental. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, and join us again next Monday. Where as I mentioned earlier, we'll discuss how you can monitor your network for extra devices. That's something you'll be able to use whether you're at home or at a rental. So until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned more information about today's tip and a transcription of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com welcome. There you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.